Hi dear, this is Anne Ajadi with dear Anne, and this is the Walk With Me series. Post-resurrection, and if you noticed, we've been talking about things that call for strength in the place of waiting, talking about things that demand that you pull out resources from within you when you face some tough times in life. And all of them were called from my book, Strength for the Journey, available on Amazon. Today, let's look at of songs in the night, jailbreaking sounds. It helps to have some leverage on your mission. To have someone throw in the right word so that your presentation is easier, or better still, have someone do the groundwork. The disciples had seen many miracles. They knew the master's course was worth the effort. Their resolve or their mission was to go to the ends of the earth as Jesus, their master, instructed them. Their experiences were bittersweet, sometimes very good, sometimes, hmm, but eventful, all the same. Then they arrived at this locality. There was none to do the introductions, but a little psychic girl whose preoccupation was to make money for her masters. Her spirit was familiar, and her job was lucrative. It was typical for the human mind to want to know the future, or to want to know things that exist in the supernatural realm. The information did not have to be accurate, it just has to be near enough. Something like someone says, Oh, your, your grandfather's name is, really? Say James. I mean, there are many Jameses, or maybe you don't even know who your grandfather is. So if they told you that his name is James, you will not doubt. In this case, the girl, the psychic little girl, she was a cash cow. Her predictions were near accurate. In other words, she had some semblance of truth. It's just that the context was wrong. Citing the disciples, she discerned that they were the real deal. They carried something she could use for her master's gain. So she followed them around, announcing their presence and enjoining the populace to take note of the disciples. What? <laughs> a good thing from an evil plot. What a combination, and why now? Any assignment will be more straightforward with an endorsement from someone in the locality. But the girl and her familiar spirit, they were definite no, no, no thank no, thank you. She carried on for a few days and must have raked in some good dough for her masters in the process. The atmosphere she brought was wrong. Falsehood was everywhere. It was a spirit of lies. It was a spirit of deception. Now the question is, how do you tell the truth using a lie? Have you recognized that in church lately? All, all of a sudden, everybody is prophesying. And what do they prophesy about? Things that are neither here nor there. After some time, Paul had had enough. Paul the apostle he had had enough. He attacked the source. It was a false spirit. Now you, my dear friend, you should be able to recognize a false spirit, even if it is in church. He gave the spirit the boots, and the masters were out of business. Of course they were annoyed. They were enraged, and they cried blasphemy. Away with this man. 
They rounded them up, beat them black and blue, trumped up charges against them, and because, before you knew what was happening, a typical day's job ended in a prison cell. Tell me, who should be in prison, the liar or the honest people? As it was in the beginning, is now, and so shall it be, world without end. That's how the prayer goes. Now let's talk about the life in the prison. The charges were grave. It's called for that they were bound and foot. What would their thoughts be now? <laughs> they knew that the kingdom they were fighting for was worth defending. Because, but they were also human. In other words, yes, you are Christian. Yes, you are having to face some things. You know that it is worth it. You know that your father is pleased with you. But the pain is simply too much. The agony is too much to bear. So sometimes it's okay to buckle. And in this time, at this time, these disciples must have gotten to the point where, well, we're stuck here. How about we make the best of it? So they decided to sing. My interest is, what did they sing about? What would songs in prison be? Will it be Kumbaya? Will it be Pass Me Not, O My Gentle Savior? What makes for the songs of the night? What words form the chords? How shall we sing the long song, the Lord's songs, in this strangeness? What should we say to God in the night season? What sounds turn the night into day? What, what songs? I will say, from my own experience, there will be songs of praise. There will be songs of praise, songs of thanksgiving, songs of adoration, songs that make God bigger than your issue, songs, songs that keep your focus on God and not on the problem at hand. I find that that works very well. The songs that they sang portrayed hope, portrayed allegiance. They reminded themselves of the good that they had seen God perform. They reminded themselves of who God was. And before you knew what was happening, the jail cells broke open. You know? There's things that worship does. Worship. Sing about the love of Jesus. Sing about the power of Jesus. Sing about his wonderful nature. Sing about the things that he had done in times past. Sing praises to God. Sing. Whatever songs the disciples sang attracted God's attention. Sing songs that will bring God on the scene. Sing, my dear. Rejoice. In the place of trouble, in the place of trial, in this nice season that you are having to go through, what songs come to your mind? My dear, don't complain. Just praise. Don't murmur. Just worship. Make sure that your gaze is on Jesus. Make sure that your gaze is on the master. And before you know it, God comes on the scene. And you and I know no mountain can survive, can stand still in God's presence. Hills must melt like wax. Rams must keep at the presence of the Lord. Your problems are nothing when God is present. Have a good day, my dear friend. God bless you.
Hello dear, this is Anne Ajadiwu, dear Anne, and this is the Walk With Me series, the post-resurrection. Remember, we're waiting on the promise of the Father. Jesus, before he left, said to the disciples, he said, wait until you have power. Wait until you have power. I don't know what you're waiting for, but the marching orders, the orders that we got was wait to be sent. Wait until God gives the marching orders. Don't go. Don't presume to go. Don't go in your own strength. You'd only be frustrated. You'll be using more energy than you should need to use. Today we're looking at build the Nehemiah style. Picture the man. He came to the big city in search of a better life. Village boy. If he had remained in the city, not much would have happened for him. But life did him well as he found himself in the position of a local government chair in very few years. All was going well. It's just that he could not forget his village. There was just no way. No matter how life in the city treated him well, he kept remembering what it was like for him in the village and kept remembering that there were a lot more people who probably were faring just the way he fared or in a worse situation. He worked hard. He was a good man. And he worked every day. But because this thing would not let him be, he decided to send his younger brother to the village. Just go and, to go and see what was happening there. And the report was not good. The people were suffering. Nothing was working. The living conditions were appalling. Oh, he felt so terrible. Almost guilty. Here he was having a good time in the city and his family, his blood relations, having the most challenging of times in the village. He didn't know what to do, so it, but he knew something had to be done. So he approached his boss, who had been noticing that something was wrong. He approached his boss, told his boss what the problem was, that he, he knew he had a good life, but his people didn't have a good life. And he understood the fact that the, the people are only as strong as their weakest link. So if his brothers in the village were not doing well, it, mean, it meant that he too was not doing well, no matter how well it seemed he was doing. So he goes to the village, inspects everything, of course, his heart broken. And then there were people who were feeding off that situation. The environment of despair was reason for some people to make themselves rich and all of that. But Mr. Hang prayed to his God and asked for direction. God told him what to do gave him some people to support him. But you know, as everything in life, any good thing has some opposition somewhere. Because 
there are some people who just don't like anything good happening they just like the chaos it's very much like the situation we have in nigeria obviously somebody must be feeding off the wickedness that is going on now or it would have stopped somebody must be enjoying it somebody must be making money obviously somebody it's somebody who is ordering the arms and it's money they are paying for it and those monies are entering people's pockets so why would they want the violence to stop if it was making them rich what they don't remember is that ill-gotten wealth has wings it knows how to fly away now today let me talk to the city folk are you so comfortable that you have forgotten where you come from and if you haven't forgotten why are you not returning home the reason god blessed you is so that you can be a blessing to others especially the ones in your family do you fear opposition sambala tobaya village priest witches Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about witches. You know that many people won't go home because they are afraid of witches. But if you are truly Christian, you would understand that the, the witch is in the low, low, low rung of the ladder. A witch has no powers over you. They are under your feet. How can someone who is under your feet, someone who is supposed to, to be working under you, be more powerful than you? If you ever fear a witch it means you don't know who you are there are many things we, we should be putting back together even in this our nigeria they may have to do with our roots they may have to do with our mindset they may have to do with our past they may have to do with our family you know we know that some things are not right and we feel the pull that we must pull put them right but the truth is we are too afraid to try or it's when you look at the problem you feel like what what who am i in the face of this problem you know but i tell you something if you make up your mind to fix things god will give you the favor you need he will supply the, everything you need and he will silence every opposing voice he will teach you the art of war in the place of building. He will strengthen your hands and confound your enemies. As long as you do not stop, you will find that at the end of the day, the building will be erected, the lives will be changed, new vistas will be birthed, new dreams will be conceived, and beauty will be on, on earth. My dear friend, forget opposition. They would always be there. In fact, if you are doing anything in life and there is no opposition, know that you are not doing you are not in doing you are not doing God's will. Because it is not possible for you to be doing God's will and the devil does not come fighting you. What I will say to you, like Nehemiah, pray, keep moving, and you will surely find yourself in the place of beauty. I would ask that you study the character Nehemiah and study how he went about rebuilding the wall so that you can receive strength. It's recorded in the book of Nehemiah and the Bible so that you can receive strength to go about what God has called you to do. Don't be afraid. What actually, if you don't do anything, somebody else will arise and you will feel bad. So how about you get up? 
and find out that God has been waiting on you to get up all the while. May the Lord God Almighty supply you the strength that you need, give you the boldness that will help you to confront kings and nobles, give you the the favor that will help you, that will send you destiny helpers in the place of the assignment that God has given you. My dear friend, it is possible and you are well able. God bless you. Hi dear, this is Anne Ajadi with dear Anne, and this is the Walk With Me series, The Post-Resurrection. Remember, we're waiting on the promise of the Father. I know that you're already seeing signs that God is on your case, and God really loves you, and he wants the best for you. Today, let us look at, my grace is sufficient, and I would read an excerpt from the Bible, take Second Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 to 10. Or because of these surpassingly great revelations, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That was taken from Second Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 to 10. Lying on his side and craving some peace, he wondered how long. He had been bedridden for the past six years. There was nothing wrong with him because he was been to all kinds of hospitals and they didn't find anything wrong. But he knew he wasn't well. Some friends... Some well-wishers who came around thought he must have seen something must be wrong. It is not possible. God does not tempt, tempt good with evil. All of those kind of stuff. They were ready with their judgment. And some came and thought, you know what? If God is not helping you, how about you look for some other sources? And David searched and searched and searched. He tried to introspect, examine himself. He didn't find anything wrong. Or at least he couldn't find anything wrong. And he was so overwhelmed. First, the sickness was bothering him. And the major bother was the fact that God was keeping quiet on him. And that unnerved him. David had been a missionary for the past 20 years. And he tried his best to stay faithful to his calling. He loved his mission field. He adored his master. He thought they were close. At least he thought he had a very intimate relationship with God. But God would not talk to him about his problem. Until six months ago. What changed? He was clueless and he was in a lot of pain. Every time he prayed about his sickness, heaven was silent. Not knowing what to do, 
resigned himself to trust that one day God would respond. Even though David could hardly pull himself out of bed, it seemed his healing anointing took a greater dimension. There was hardly any matter that needed God's healing that he that was brought to him that he didn't that was not healed. Which was an irony really. He was sick himself, but he could not heal himself. But anything he touched received God's miraculous touch. What now, Lord? What are you doing? Why are you keeping me? Why are you keeping me in the dark? Why are you not answering me? He thought for a long while. And this fateful night, God chose to answer David. And his words were very few. He said to David, My dear son, trust me. I have you covered. What is anybody supposed to do with that kind of answer in the face of this kind of trouble? But that was all God had for him. Trust me, I have you covered. David resigned himself, pledged allegiance to God again. And like Job, he is declared, Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. But I will maintain my own ways before him. That was taken from Job chapter 13 verse 15. My dear friend, if your life begged answers, if you have to stay awake, try to make sense of a senseless situation, know that you are not alone. There are other people that have gone ahead of you. Bible says that there had no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you will be able to bear it that was taken from first corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. there's always a way out take heart my beloved be bold and be strong for the lord god is with you there is nothing new under the sun there is nothing that you are going through that does not have his answer in god or that that will take god by surprise god is always on top of his game and if you are his child he always has you covered man may not be able to explain what's going on with you now even you may not be able to explain what is going on with you now but trust me god knows what is going on with you as you go about your daily duties take heart god has you